0: happy friday everyone and welcome to life in a leo i'm your host rebecca dengrove this week i have another solo cast for you and i have a lot to share if you follow rebecca's mom leotards on instagram or facebook you might have figured out that i was studying for my judging test every four years or close to it us judges must recertify i've been a judge for 22 years now and i must say no matter how many times i've done this it's always a stressful experience I want to warn everyone, this is a very technical episode, so be prepared. If you have any questions or want more information, you can always reach out. Thanks for listening, and let's get into the show. This year was particularly interesting, in my opinion, with regards to the updates in the code. A lot of rules remain the same for Level 10, but a couple key things changed, and I think everyone is going to have to work hard to apply and fully understand these rules. The biggest change that took place this year is how we evaluate composition. And that's what I'm going to focus on today. I think the clarification and formulas provided for these sets of deductions are a real improvement to the code. We are also given a lot of tools to reward athletes that really go above and beyond. There's a new rule that states if an Acro E element is performed and all special requirements are met successfully, all value parts are rewarded and there are six tenths of bonus, we can actually reward an additional tenth of bonus. The routine can't score more than a 10, but it will help make up for any execution deductions that might be applied. Well, let me just be very clear. These are my own personal interpretations and understandings of the rules and what the code is trying to do. Please make sure to reach out to the technical committee if you have any questions or don't understand how to interpret the rules if you're a coach. If you're a gymnast, Make sure you're talking to your coaches. They should have the code of points in the gym and should be able to clarify any questions you might have. You might also ask to read through it to make sure you understand and that things are being explained correctly to you. We're all human and sometimes we make mistakes, especially when the rules are new. It's okay to ask questions. Okay, so back to the new rules. I think the adjustments to composition and the additional bonus 10th are all there to help us better differentiate the athletes. In the past, I feel like scores would get really bunched up because there just weren't enough rules to help differentiate and truly reward the athletes that were going above and beyond and doing the most difficult routines and performing them superbly. Now I think we have more tools available to apply better differentiation. What I think will happen is a period of adjustment. I think we will see a lot of much lower scores in the beginning, especially on BEAM. Take a deep breath and be ready to push yourselves to meet these new expectations. So what are these new rules? Let's start on bars. There were five deductions that got eliminated in composition that have been reinterpreted into these new rules, where hopefully they can be better applied. I'm not going to review anything that was deleted because it's not worth confusing things. Here's the first new composition deduction. I call it 2 of 3, but we can also think of it as FPG, Forward Pirouette Groups. Here's how the deduction is written, and remember, this is for level 10. Failure to perform two elements, minimum of B value, that fulfill two of the three following requirements. 1. Forward element, circle or release, excluding dismounts. Two, pirouette elements, turn through handstand position, minimum of 180 degrees. Or three, elements from groups three, six, or seven. If you perform two of the three, there is no deduction. If you perform one of the three, there is a one-tenth flat deduction. And if you perform none of the three, this is a flat two-tenth deduction. I think this is very straightforward to understand and makes a lot of sense. In addition to the long access turn, which is a special requirement, we want to see you doing pirouettes in your routine. This includes things like blind changes, Healy turns, Higgins turns, and even pirouettes out of skills like front giants or clear hips, for example. The forward element is consistent with previous requirements. We want to see you do something going forward on bars at this level. This includes front giants, Weiler kips, Jaegers, and even delchevs to name a few. Finally, elements from groups three, six, or seven is also not new. The way we think about it is, when you swing bars, we want to see that you've really mastered several different ways to do it. We also want to make sure you really understand how to maneuver in handstands. We, we can't make everything a special requirement, so this is where we can provide guidance on what the second most important things to focus on are. And examples of three, six, sevens include clear hips, stalders, toe-ons, and variations of those skills. So you've got your special requirements, and then you've got this chunk of, of compositional requirements that help you define how to create your routine. And that's how you should focus on building your routine together. Another deduction that has been reinterpreted is stated as facing the same direction throughout the entire exercise. The deduction is a one-tenth flat. Mounts, dismounts, and full turns will not meet this requirement. This is also clear to understand, I think. Basically, if you do a bale in your routine, you will meet a special requirement, but you'll also meet this composition requirement. If you do a straddle back, make sure that somewhere else in your routine, you're doing something that allows you to change direction. You can perform a blind change and then a front giant half, for example. Or if you're doing a pack, most likely you have a pirouette somewhere else in your routine so that when you end up back on the high bar to dismount, you're facing the correct direction. Just something to keep in mind. It would be silly to lose one-tenth because you don't face a different direction in your routine. The next two composition requirements are brand new. The first one is referred to as choice of dismount not up to the competitive level. This can receive an up to one-tenth deduction. The other requirement is choice of release elements not up to the competitive level. This can get up to two-tenths in deduction. In the code, very clear formulas are laid out in terms of how to apply these deductions. If you connect a D or E element to a C dismount, or you perform a D or E dismount, you will not receive the deduction. If you're doing anything less than that, you can take note that there will be some level of deduction applied. So at the other end of the spectrum, someone that performs a giant, giant double back has met the special requirement, but will receive a 10th deduction in composition. Even a cast handstand immediately into a double back would also receive that 10th deduction. With the release element requirements to receive no deductions, you must perform two D or E release elements. If you have anything less, again, you will receive some level of deduction in composition. If you are just performing the special requirements and doing one C element and one B element, you will receive a 2 tenth flat deduction. Even two isolated C release elements will receive the 2 tenth flat deduction. Examples of D releases include. Bales to handstand, pack saltos, shaposhnikovas, gingers, jaegers, and tokachas to name a few. I think these new requirements will make for some exciting bar routines. What do you guys think? Are you working more difficult releases now because of these requirements? Have you changed what you plan on competing on bars next year and added a pirouette into your routine? Let us know and keep up the magnificent work. Let's move on to Beam. Beam is tough for me because it's my least favorite event to judge and it was my worst event when I was still competing. However, I think these new rules will help make for some very dynamic beam routines. The first change is just the wording of of a previous deduction. The new wording states, failure to perform acro elements in two different directions, backward and forward-sideward. This will receive a one-tenth flat deduction. If the only different direction is in the dismount, then the deduction is a half-tenth flat. So if you only tumble backwards on the beam, but in your dismount you do a punch from full, the deduction will be 0.05. Straightforward, right? Now let's get into the new deductions. The first one is failure to show movement in choreography in different directions including forward, sideward, and backward is up to a tenth. This makes sense to me as well and should be easy enough to apply. Basically, we want to see you dancing on the beam in all directions. You need to move forwards, you need to move sidewards, and you need to move backwards. It doesn't have to be a lot, but you need to show us something. The next one is choice of elements not up to the competitive level. The deductions are acro elements not up to the competitive level, up to two-tenths. Dance elements not up to the competitive level is also up to two-tenths. And the dismount not up to the competitive level is up to one-tenth. These are similar to what we saw in bars. Let's work backwards and start with the dismount. Any B acro, like a back handspring, or C dance, like a switch leap, connected to a C dismount, like a one and a half twist, or a gain or full, or a D or E dismount will will not receive a deduction. At the other end of the spectrum, you will lose the full one-tenth if you perform an isolated C or C acro flight or dance connected to a bead dismount. A routine with a round off one and a half twist is okay, but a routine that performs a one arm back handspring into a full will receive the one-tenth deduction. Moving on to dance elements, not up to the competitive level. If you perform three Cs or two Cs in one D or E in your dance, you will not receive the deduction. If you perform one C or two Bs, you will lose the two-tenths flat. Here are some examples. C dance elements include switch leaps, one-and-a-half wolf turns, split jump half, tuck jump three-quarter, or wolf jump three-quarter. Some D elements are switch side, split jump three-quarter, tour sheep jump, straddle jump halves, and double turning wolf turns. The goal with this requirement is to have at least three dance elements in your routine and make sure they're all C or better. If not, you'll get deducted. An ACRO, not up to the competitive level, is very similar. There are two ways to evaluate the formula for the ACRO requirements. First, we need to understand what you use to meet the ACRO series special requirement, assuming it was met. If there was a C performed, we're looking for either two ACRO elements of D value or higher, or three ACRO elements, one in the series being a C or higher, an additional C and a D to receive no deduction. I think I said that correctly, but there's a lot going on there. So here's an example. A routine with a back handspring layout step out, a side aerial, and a back tuck would meet the requirement. At the extreme, if the acro series you choose to compete is lacking, then a C salto or, huh? (laughs) At the extreme, if the acro series you chose to compete is lacking, a C salto or aerial, the two-tenth deduction will automatically be applied. We're really looking for an acro series that either has a D or E in it plus an additional D or E acro skill, or an acro series with a C salto plus two additional difficult salto skills. I think this is a deduction we'll be using a bit in the first couple of years until the athletes have developed a full array of difficult acro skills they feel confident performing. The other way to think about it is, you know, if your acro series has a D salto in it, then you only need one additional D uh, acro on the beam. There's one more new deduction on BEAM I want to acknowledge even though it doesn't fall under composition. This is how it reads in the code. A concentration pause of two seconds will receive a one-tenth flat deduction every time. A concentration pause of more than two seconds will receive a two-tenth flat deduction every time. This means before you perform your difficult skills, you can't just stand there and psych yourself up to go. If you do, That's fine, but you'll be deducted for it, and these deductions add up quick. So really focus on your rhythm to make sure you don't have those pauses happening throughout the routine. That's it for beam. Beam seems like a lot to me. What did you guys think? Are you working on improving your rhythm to minimize concentration pauses? Are you focusing on a more difficult dismount or dismounts in connection to something else? Do you love beam? Let us know. You can reach me at Rebecca at leotard.com. R-E-B-E-C-C-A at leotard.com. Okay, now let's break down floor. Like Beam and Bars, there are a few up-to-the-level deductions. The first existed in the previous cycle and is choice of salto's not up to the competitive level, up to two-tenths in deductions. The two new deductions are choice of dance elements not up to the competitive level. This is also up to two tenths in deductions. And finally, value of the last salto performed or within the last acro connection not up to the competitive level up to one tenth in deductions. So, choice of acro saltos not up to the competitive level. What do we expect to see? It is possible to meet all your special requirements on floor by doing a routine with only two tumbling passes. Because of this, there are two different ways to apply these composition deductions. With a two pass routine, we expect to see either an E skill in both passes, or an E in one pass and a second pass with two directly connected saltos, one must be a D. The result is no deductions. At The other end of the spectrum, if a D salto is performed in one pass and the other pass has two saltos but no bonus, then the two deduction will apply. In a two-pass routine, we really want to see you striving for the highest level of difficulty in your tumbling, and anything less will receive deductions. In a routine with three or more tumbling passes, the expectations are slightly different, but still pushing the athletes to see the highest level of difficulty. To receive no deduction, the formula states there must be either a D or E salto in all three passes, or a D or E in two of the passes, and a third pass with a minimum of B plus C directly connected bonus. If no D or E saltos are performed at all in the three passes of the routine, the athlete will receive the maximum two-tenth deduction. Here are some common examples that would meet the requirement for composition that we saw a lot of at this past JO Nationals. A gymnast that performs a double pike in one pass, a double back in another pass, and a front handspring from full front layout or from pike would receive no deductions. In composition. Another example that meets the requirement would be a double back, a front rudy, and a back one and a half punch front pike. In a two pass routine, you might see a full in and then a two and a half twist punch front. Moving on to the dance requirements. In addition to the up to the level, there is also an expectation that a B turn on one foot be performed. If there is no B turn anywhere in the routine, a flat two tenth deduction is applied. This rule existed in the last cycle. My only recommendation is, if you are doing a full turn with your leg at horizontal, that you are using that to try and meet the requirement. Make sure your leg is at horizontal the entire time or you won't get credit. So in addition to not getting the B, you'll also receive two tenths in composition and any execution deductions for having your leg drop below horizontal. You might be better off performing a one and a half turn or a double turn. And actually, if you perform a double turn, which is a C, that will help you meet the the next formula requirements. Floor dance elements not up to the competitive level. To receive no deduction, the expectation is that there is a minimum of three C dance elements performed throughout the routine. If only one C or two Bs are performed, the full two-tenths deduction is applied. In addition to double turns, other C dance elements include switch rings, Switch sides, popas, full twisting wolf jumps, tuck jump one and a halves, tour jete halves, just to name a few. And the last new composition deduction, value of salto performed as is last isolated salto or within the last acro connection, not up to the competitive level. This is a wordy deduction, and basically it's talking about your dismount or your last tumbling pass. Since we don't really dismount on floor, they've sort of used all those words to explain it. The expectation is that a D or better is performed or a C plus B directly connected. The idea here is that the difficulty is maintained throughout the entire routine, and that's what we're trying to evaluate and separate out. If a routine ends with an isolated C salto or a C connected to an A indirectly, then the full one-tenth deduction is applied, even though they're meeting the special requirement. Another composition deduction that has been received revised wording is a lack of minimum of C-salto in the exercise will receive a three-tenth flat deduction. This is not new, but it's a harsh deduction. If there isn't a C-salto anywhere in the routine, it's not even possible to meet all your special requirements, so you're already losing a big chunk just from that, plus all the other composition deductions that will be applied. My intention is not to scare you by sharing these deductions. These are just things to be aware of so you can Be the most prepared as possible to succeed when you start competing as a level 10. I have one last deduction on floor I wanted to discuss. Like beam, this is not a composition deduction, but it is a new execution deduction. A concentration pause prior to difficult elements or acrobatic series of two seconds or more will receive a one-tenth flat deduction every time. This means you can't stand in the corner and catch your breath forever before doing that tumbling pass. Or you can, but just know you're going to be deducted for it. Wow, there's a lot to take in here. What do you guys think? Did I scare you? Or are you motivated to work your butts off so you are ready for season? What changes are you most excited about? What changes are you most worried about? What new Tumbling Passes are you learning this summer? Come on, let us know. We want to hear from you. As I mentioned before, you can email me, rebecca at leotard.com, to share your thoughts and feedback or anything else. We just want to hear from you. I have one shout out this week. Using the handle at gymnast underscore natiana one. Let me spell that for you. And I hope I said her name right. At gymnast underscore. And then it's spelled N-A-T-E-I-A-N-N-A. And then the number one. She's working back tucks on high beam and going on a couple fun vacations this summer. That sounds awesome. She also wants to send a shout out to her friend at Alyssa Collarols, A-L-Y-S-S-A-C-O-L-E-R-O-L-L-S because she's an amazing friend, super hardworking, and a kind person. You guys, I love that. Well, that wraps things up for this week. I hope everyone is enjoying their summer. Keep up all the great work, have fun at camp if you're going, and like always, don't forget to point your toes.